Wherever I go, I have to do it as unto the Lord. Every meeting you go to, go in and do it as unto the Lord. Every service that you provide, go in and do it as unto the Lord. Every day that you go to your job, no matter how many stacks of paper that they put on your desk, no matter how many assignments they give you, do them as unto the Lord. Welcome to Wesley Amy Zion Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Have you ever asked your question, what's the motive behind the actions of your life? Well, today Pastor Jones shares why God should be our number one motive for everything we do in life. Let's go into the message. Amen. 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 Our scripture text uh, will come from Colossians 3 and 23 this morning. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23. It reads as follows. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Amen. Amen. I want to share this morning from the subject of we have a job to do. Amen. We have a job to do. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we come now into your presence and we ask now, God, that you would grant us your power afresh. We ask, God, for that fresh anointing, that fresh feeling of your Holy Spirit to come now, God. And I pray, Father, that you would fill me afresh, anoint me afresh, O oh God, to be of service to your people. And I ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes where we want to see Jesus. Then I pray, God, that you'd open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost, amen. Amen. We have a job to do. Now, some of us tomorrow will go to a job and, amen, and somebody's going to show up on that job that has an assignment to do, and that is to be your unofficial boss. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> Many of us have those people that work on our job that they are the unauthorized supervisor. They've <laughs> taken it upon themselves to try to tell everybody in the job place what to do. They don't have an official title. They don't even hold the right position to tell anyone what to do, but yet they try to tell everyone what to do. Uh, well, we can't use some of the language that I want to say in church because, you know, we call it kissing up. Amen. Uh, they they trying to kiss their way up the ladder. Amen. And so, you know, they will engage in certain activities such as snitching on you. Amen. When they catch you doing something that they feel like you are not supposed to be doing. Or maybe you go to work tomorrow and you're just not feeling being at work on tomorrow. What do you do? Well, I'm here today to tell you that no matter what you do on that eight-hour eight job or that nine-to-five job, you've got to go in and give it everything you got. And not only on your job, but everything that we do, we got to make sure that we give it everything that we have. This text says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. There are so many things that we engage in in life, but we do it as if God doesn't matter. But I'm here to tell us this morning that everything we do matters to God. Everything that we engage in as Christians, everything that we put our hands to as Christians matters to God. 
So let us take that mindset and begin to understand that we've got a job to do. We've got work to do on behalf of the kingdom of God. And the only way that that work will get done is if we engage in that work. But not only engage in the work, but if we do it as we're doing it unto the Lord. Now, some of us in here are business owners. Well, how would you feel if somebody showed up at your job and sat around all day long? How would you feel if they gave you five minutes worth of work but expected eight hours of pay out of you? How would you feel if they showed up two hours late and asked if they could leave three hours early and asked if on top of that if you could go ahead and give them their check early? Amen. How would you feel? Hallelujah. I know we're going to get a lot of amens on this. <laughs> but if the truth be told, if the truth be told, we do that to God. We do that to God. We expect him to bless us over and over again. But when he wants us to go to work, we say we call it in sick. Hallelujah. We asking, can we come in a little late? Hallelujah. We asking if we can get off early. Amen. We ask him to bless us while we're getting off early. Amen. But when we realize it, that God is our employer. Amen. And as he employs us in this work of the kingdom, we've got to learn to give it everything that we've got. We've got to learn to work for him in a way like we've never worked before. But let me help you out here. Just because we're working for God and we go to a nine to five, it doesn't mean we're working for that person that signs our paychecks. Yeah. We're working for God Almighty because when we show up in the workplace and we declare that we are Christians, people watch us. People look at us. They, they try to see if they can catch us doing something that we shouldn't do. Maybe sometimes you've gone to work and you found yourself working and you've been working hard and you stop and take a little two minute break because you've been working so hard. Now isn't that the time the boss shows up? You've been working hard all day long. You stop and lean on something for a minute. And that's when he come around the corner and I need y'all to get back to work. And you can't, well, I've been working. I just took a two minute break. You think he's going to believe you? <laughs> and I, and I, I had that experience once before and then and I'm going to tell you how folk would do you. We had a gentleman one time who would come and he would start engaging you in conversation. And he, you would talk to him and you began to talk to him and he would talk to you about another 15 to 20 minutes. Amen. And then go and tell the boss that you're not doing any work. You started the conversation with us. And then when we are uh, stopping to indulge you in the conversation, now you want to go back and tell the man that we aren't working. Be careful. He soon found out why nobody wanted to talk to him. Amen. Because we find out you were setting people up. Amen. Well, don't be Christians that go around setting people up. Amen. But let us begin to work and do it as unto the Lord. The first thing I want us to understand today is this. Do the, assign, the work that is assigned to you. Amen. Amen. As I said before, you got some folk who try to do your job. Mm -hmm. They may not have your job, but they try to do your job. Or they try to tell you how to do your job. You got to do the work that's been assigned to you. 
Be active and not idle. And in case you still think I'm talking about your secular job, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. We got to work in the kingdom. We got to do the work that's been assigned to us. God has assigned each of us a work to do in the kingdom of God. We've got to make sure that we're doing the work that's been assigned to us. We've got too many Christians in the body of Christ that are not doing the work that's been assigned to their hands. You see, you got to know that in the body of Christ, every job is important. I know some people think that the preacher's job is important or they think that the, the stewards or the trustees' job is important. Every job is important in the body of Christ. Every job is important, no matter if you're an usher or Sunday school teacher, every job is important. It doesn't matter if you just pick trash up after church. Every job is important and you got to do it as unto the Lord we got to make sure that we understand that we're working for God. Yeah. Every time we show up to work, we're working for God. Every time we show up to work in the body of Christ, we're working for the Lord. Amen. I was so glad on yesterday as we uh, funeralized my nephew that his ROTC instructor said that most of the time he had to remind the young people to wear their uniform. But he said, private first class Ford, I never had to remind him. Because he took what he did seriously. He, he put on that uniform because that was his job. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, he was, as we call, special needs. But I told some people yesterday he had more sense than some of us who supposed to have all of our good sense. Mm -hmm. Amen. But we got to learn. And I took advice from him. He was giving his life everything he had. And we got to learn to do the same thing no matter where we are in the body of Christ. We got to learn to give everything that we have. We got to learn to work for the Lord. We got to learn that God is the one that we're working for. I know they give you a paycheck at the end of the week, but at the end of the week, you got to ask yourself, was God pleased with what I did on this week? Was God pleased with the work that I put in? And we got to learn that it is the work that we're engaging is, is the work of God because God needs people who are comforters. What if we had people that had the ability and the, the gift and the, the responsibility to comfort, but they didn't do their job or they only half did their job and they, they showed up and the only thing they did was said, oh, you're going to be okay. And, and then they went on about their business. No, you need to do the whole job. You need to do it as unto the Lord, because when we are sorrow and sick and we're heavy laden, we want God to come and wrap his arms around us and hold us until we feel better. So if we have that gift, then we work in such a way that we come and we do the work and we engage in a way as if to God so that we make them feel better. What about those who are intercessors? If you have the job of being an intercessor, some people feel like praying is not as important in the church, but prayer is one of the most important things in the church. And as intercessors, we can't be lazy. As intercessors, we can't be haphazard. As intercessors, we got to make sure that we're putting in a full day's work because we're praying to God and we're doing it on behalf of God. So let us make sure the work we engage in, whatever work's being put in our hands, that we're doing it with all of our hearts. Maybe you have the work of encouragement. We need people to encourage one another. We, we need to be encouraged along the way because sometimes we get weary. Sometimes we, we get a little, little weak along the way and we need somebody to come along and encourage us. And we don't need people that are half, half, half happily doing their job as encouragement. Oh, you're going to be all right. You'll be all right. Ah, hold on. I'm, I'm coming. 
We need folk that will literally come alongside you and walk with you until you feel better. Walk with you and tell you it's going to be all right. But not only tell you it's going to be all right, but help you to see that it's going to be all right. We need folk that will engage in the work of the ministry because everybody has a job to do, but you got to do the work that's been assigned to your hands. Then we got those folk who are called grace reflectors. We need the world to be filled with grace reflectors, people that are willing to do the work of showing the grace of God. Yes. That means that you go out into this world and you let God be seen through you. And that's one of the things I was so excited about yesterday, too, with, with Amari, that, that people were talking about how he touched their lives. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the one man, he said he tried, he tried to tell Amari, you, you can't uh, avoid, uh, invade people's personal space. You got you to gotta be respectful of people's personal space. And, and he said that he just got to the point where he said, you know what, he just going to do it. So just let him do it. And he said every time he do it, he, he looked back and said, sorry, Graham. <laughs> but when you got that, that grace of God and we reflect the grace of God, when we share the grace of God with this world, we make this world a better place. Mm -hmm. But if we as Christians are not engaging in the work and we're not doing it as unto the Lord, let us understand that God gave each of us grace. And because he gave me grace, then I ought to give that same grace back out into the world. I've got to put my heart into making this world a better place. Why? Because I share the grace of Almighty God. It's like somebody turning you on to a job. And then you get there and you don't want to work. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever been there? Mm -hmm. You told one of your friends about the job. And what do they do? When they don't do a good job, they look at you. Yeah. And why are they looking at you? Because you recommended them. Well, it's the same way. God recommended you. God put you on the job. And when folks see us not being the grace reflectors, when they see us not giving the grace that God gave us, then they look at us and they look at God and they say, God, you ain't that good. Because your people aren't reflecting the grace. Your people aren't doing the work of the kingdom. Your people aren't working as unto the Lord. And because they're not working as unto the Lord, we give God a bad rep. We've got to learn that we're going to give God a good rep. We've got to work every day as if we're working unto the Lord. Everything we put our hands to, we've got to do it as unto the Lord. We've got to work unto the Lord. We've got to love unto the Lord. We've got to go to work on our nine to five and work unto the Lord. I don't want to work for the man like that. I don't want to work for him. He, no, it don't matter. You're working for God. You've got to change the mindset and your precept about who you're working for. I declared in a meeting one day that the reason that I'm here is not because of you. God is my motive. God is my motivating force for being here. God is the reason that I do what I do. It's not about you. Yeah. I don't know how he took that, but I was just letting him know. I have a different motivation than the rest of these folk around here. Yeah. I depend on God to keep me here or to take me from here. I'm depending on God to get me in where I need to be, even on this job. I've got God on my side, and I'm going to work for God here on this job or wherever I'm at in the world. I want to give him my best. When my days are done, I don't want to have people standing over me telling lies about me. Amen. Uh -huh. But I want to have them tell that I did what I was supposed to do. I gave what I was supposed to give. I, I loved like I was supposed to love. I shared. I was able to give the best out of me because I knew that God was the one that I was working for. Amen. But not only do we do the work that's been assigned to us, we got to do the work 
from the heart. That's one of the things that will help you when you're working for God. You got to do it from the heart. Let your work come from your heart, from your soul. When we think about what motivates us, what's motivating you to get up and go to work tomorrow? Your bills? But I say, I say, forget the bills. Let God be your motivation. God, you blessed me with a job. I'm getting up for you. God, you blessed me with the life, health, and strength. I'm going to this job because of you. God, you blessed me, and because you blessed me, I need to go and show up and be a blessing to somebody else. Let your motivation for work change. Let the motivation for who you're working for change. When I understand that I'm working for the Lord, my heart takes on a different feeling. My heart takes on a different connotation. Why? Because God is the one that I'm working for. I'm not working for man, but I'm working for the Lord. And we got to learn to be cheerful and diligent. Amen. In our work. Now, I know most of us, we go to work and use that Monday morning blues hits and everybody show up with their saddest face on. Everybody shows up with their the ugliest face on. Everybody's running, talking about, Lord, is it Friday yet? I can't wait for the weekend to come. You just got to work. It's Monday. Why are you talking about the weekend already? Some of us ought to show up with some cheer in our heart. Some of us ought to show up with some cheer in our soul and our spirit. And that cheer ought to bubble over into the workplace. They ought to be asking you what you happy for. Why are you coming to work all excited and, and why are you coming to work with cheer all in your heart? Because the Lord is on my side and because I've come here today to work for the Lord. I didn't come here to work for this boss or this supervisor, but I came today to work for the Lord. And because I'm working for the Lord today, I got joy in my heart. And because of that, I'm going to be diligent on the work that I do. And let your passion for God be seen in your service to others. They ought to see something coming out of us that they don't see in other people. Because the Bible tells us that we are peculiar people, that we're a royal priesthood. We're different. So why do we go in on Monday morning like everybody else? Why do we go in on Monday morning looking down and sad just like everybody else? You ought to fix up your face. Hallelujah. Fix yourself up and go in looking the best you can and go in with a smile on your face. Go in with a smile on your face with the joy of the Lord all over you. Because guess what? When you find out that you're coming into this place with joy all over you, somebody might ask, what are you so happy about? And guess what that does? It opens up the door for an opportunity for you to tell them just how good God is. Mm -hmm. But if you show up just sad as everybody else every morning, they looking at you and say, well, you do the same problem I got. You got the same issues I got. Ain't no sense in me talking to you. Ain't no sense in me turning to you. Mm -hmm. But when somebody shows up with the joy of the Lord all over them and they come in in the morning when everybody else is talking about good morning, they're like, hey, how you doing this morning? It's good to see you. Ain't it good to be at work on this Monday morning? They looking at you like you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But those will be the same ones that come back to you when you keep that up consistently, when you're consistently showing up with the joy of the Lord, when you're consistently showing up thinking about how good God is, when you're consistently showing up and working for the Lord, those will be the same ones eventually come to you and say 
What is it about you that makes you so joyful when you come in here on Monday morning? You can't stand this job like I can't stand the job. But why is it that you come in here so joyful and, and so jubilant every morning? And you can tell them then, it's because the Lord is on my side. I got a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you want one, you can get one too. And then we both can come in here happy as we can be together. Me, we can hold hands and skip through the plan. We can hold hands and skip through the office telling folks just how good God is. We got to learn to do the work from the heart. But your heart has to be right. And that means that I've got to get my heart transformed and changed so that I can work for the Lord and not work for a person. We have to understand this too. This is the third and final point. Do the work toward God. Always keep God in mind when you're carrying out your duties. When we think about what we do on a day-to-day -day basis to receive a paycheck. Your motivation has to be God. God has to be in your mind as you carry out your duties because every day isn't pleasant. Every assignment that you receive isn't pleasant. There are some things that may come to your way and you just might feel overwhelmed. But if you began to think about the goodness of the Lord, I'm in a situation that I can be overwhelmed. Some folk are looking and sitting at home looking for a paycheck. Some folk look at home wishing they could have a job to go to. Amen. Some folk at home with bills to be paid and wish they could have a job to go to. Some folk at home wishing they had a job to go to just so they didn't have to be by themselves all day long. Amen. Well, some people enjoy being by themselves. <laughs> But we got to understand, you got to always keep God in mind when you're carrying out your duty. The work you are doing is for God and not for men. Men are just the benefactors of what you do for God. You tell people all the time, what I do for you today, you're just a byproduct of what I'm doing for God. As I do what I do, I'm doing it for God. And as I do it for God, you're just benefiting off of what I do for God. That's what this world has to begin to experience. The goodness of the Lord working through us because we show up in a workplace. We show up in the world and we work as unto the Lord. The text says do anything and everything that you do as unto the Lord. Wherever I go, I have to do it as unto the Lord. Every meeting you go to, go in and do it as unto the Lord. Every service that you provide, go in and do it as unto the Lord. Every day that you go to your job, no matter how many stacks of paper that they put on your desk, no matter how many assignments they give you, do them as unto the Lord. When you're taking your lunch break, do it as unto the Lord. Amen. If you got an hour, don't take three. Amen. Amen, lights. Do it as unto the Lord. William Barclay says this, workers must do everything if they are doing it for Christ. We do not work for pay or for ambition or to satisfy an earthly employer. We work so that we can take every task and offer it to Christ. Now, I know some of you were challenged in your mind when you heard we are not doing it for pay or ambition. But you got to understand, we've got to get to that mindset that, as he said, we're doing it so that we can take every task to Christ. Yes, you may get a paycheck at the end of the week, but is that really what's motivating you? Or is it motivating you that you might have a good voice on that job? Is it motivating you because you might have a good influence on the people at that job where they're able to come to you and ask you 
about the, the issues of life because they know that you always seem to have a good disposition. Can they come to you because they know that even though everybody around here seems to act like they're crazy and don't want to be here, for some reason you're going through the same thing that they're going through, but yet you have a good disposition about it. You have some joy in your heart about it. And because you have joy in your heart, they come to you and ask you for advice. They come to you and say, what do you think I need to do? We've got to learn that the work that we do and the work that we engage in is important, no matter what you do. I'm so glad that even as I heard a story about Billy Graham and, and the lady that used to just do his secretarial work. And she took her job very seriously. And she said that every time one of these cars comes through here, I get to type their name in a computer. And that name goes into a database and we begin to send out evangelistic information to those people. Some people might have looked at that job as being monotonous and boring and, and dull. But she said, I take great joy in doing my job. Why? Because every time I send a name through here, that's another potential for a soul being saved. But yet we don't see our jobs that way. We just go to work and we do work and we don't really see the goodness of our job. We don't see the Lord in our job. We don't see the Lord in the work that we're doing. But we got to begin to see God in everything that we do. Because he's the one that we're working for. If you're working for the Lord today, you're in a good space. If you're working for the Lord, when you go to your nine to five, you're in a good space. If you keep your mind stayed on him, if you keep your mind stayed on Jesus Christ, if you go into that workplace, you can work and you'll come out of it. Your day will go by so fast. Why? Because you got the joy of the Lord down on the inside of you. And I don't know about you, but when I go to work and I'm having a happy and a good day, Oh, that day goes by so fast. But if you just ever let any sadness come your way, if you ever let any of that nonsense that your fellow workers try to share come your way, it'll be a long day. The days seem so long when you got nothing to be excited about. The days seem so long when you got nothing to, to give a good word about. But when you go to work and you got joy in your heart, when you got God with you, when you showed up at first thing in the morning, the day will go by so fast and you'll go by talking about where did the day go? You can go by so fast, the day will go by so fast, you'll find yourself rejoicing in the Lord. While others are sitting there talking, I don't know what you're so happy about. The day went by so fast. It was like one of the longest days ever was. It was for you, but for me, it was one of the shortest days. Why? Because I spent most of the day serving the Lord. I spent all of my time worshiping and serving God while I'm here at this job. You might not have known it, but I was giving God praise and glory while I was working today. Everything I put my hands to today, I gave God glory and I gave God praise. Every letter that I sent today, I gave God glory and I gave God praise. Every letter that I typed up today, I gave him glory and I gave him praise. Every phone call I made today, I gave him glory. I gave him praise. Every box that I sent out, I gave him glory. I gave him praise. Every meeting that I had, I gave him glory and I gave him praise. Every person that crossed my path, they saw the glory and the praise of God all over me. Everything that I did today, I did it as unto the Lord. Thank when we realize that we're doing it as unto the Lord, we show this world that Christ is good. We show this world that God is good. And we show this world that we are the people of God. We've got work to do. So let's do it. Every job is important. Every job is important. Do what's been assigned to you. Do the work towards God and do it with the right heart. Do it with the heart that is for God. When we work that way, 
this world will become a better place. When we work that way, we can change our work environments. When we work that way, we come out better. I don't know if you understood this, if you found this out in your life or not. But the more issues you carry on the inside of you, the more pain you carry on the inside of you, the worse it is for your life. Mm, yes. When you can walk around in joy, life is better for you. Amen. When you can walk around in sadness and all of that nonsense, and I believe Sister Melinda will tell you, it plays out in your physical life. Yes. People that walk around with sadness and, 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 and all this pain on them and in them, mm. it does damage to you physically. Mm-mm. But when you walk around with joy, when you walk around with that positive mind and that positive yeah. attitude, it's beneficial to your everyday life. It's beneficial to your physical life. So let us remember and understand, we work for the Lord. We're not working for human beings. We work for the Lord. So let everything that we do be done as unto the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.